0: Dental school, dental school, dental school. Many of you want to become a dentist, but there's a process. And in that process, you have to know what to do. Stay tuned as we talk to an incoming first year dental school student who not only got one, but got two, three dental school acceptances. Stay tuned as we brush brush it up. Hey, this is Dr. Darwin, a new dentist coach. Another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin on the new dentist podcast show. where We talk about getting into dental school, getting into residency, surviving dental school and residency, and then life also as a new dentist. Guys, stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe and you like, but also share this content with people that you know that that, that this could be beneficial for. It's always uh, very helpful to uh, leave some comments as well. So we can get some feedback from you. Also, this episode of Ask Dr. Darwin is being brought to you by Dr. Darwin On Demand, the ultimate exclusive membership community for new dentists, for dental students, for dental students that are applying to become residents, and also international dentists coming to the U.S. wanting to learn how they can become a dentist here. Uh, for more details, go down below, right down here, and check it out, all right? Hope to see you in the community real, real soon. So today we're joined with <clears throat> a future student doctor um, who is excited about, not only about the path that he has chosen, but also the actual good news he just recently received. Uh, today we're joined with uh, future student doctor, D. Our, uh oh, I knew I was gonna do it. The the Arius. No, the the the, the Airmus. D the Airmus. Got it. There you go. the airmus Smith. How yes, you doing,
1: sir. man? I'm good.
0: Um I uh, you know, us us D name uh uh persons, we we gotta stick stick together so we can't yes, make sure we say each other's name the correct way.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> you
0: know, I think I think our parents were are unique in a sense that our names are not ones that you typically hear. So there you go. But then again, we're t- we're not typical people. We're unique. So that's true. <laughs> but uh, but we're excited to hear about uh, your good news. And uh, before we get started, man, uh, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself for those that are meeting you uh, for the first time.
1: Oh, so. Uh... My name is De'Ariman Smith. I'm originally from Fayette, Mississippi, but I grew up and went to school in Vicksburg, Mississippi, um, all through elementary, junior high, high school. Um, I attended college uh, for undergrad at uh, Jackson State University. Um, Then after I graduated from Jackson State, I got my Master's of Biomedical Sciences from Mississippi College. Um, And now I'm getting ready to matriculate into dental school.
0: uh yes you are <laughs> yes you are i know this has a, been a dream um coming long coming and and you're finally there man at the finish line but you know at the, at every finish line there's a new line that you have to start a, there's you a start it. line right and uh, uh but we're gonna go before we talk about that new this new um this new journey that you're getting ready to take and start up let's go back a little bit so we can brush it up and talk about how you got here. Right. Uh, And how you got there really starts off with the reasons why you picked dentistry. So let's, so share a little bit about why dentistry for you.
1: Uh, Well, me uh, specifically, I knew from a young age, I wanted to be a dentist. I knew since I was five, that I wanted to be a dentist when I grew up. Um, It originally stemmed from a fear of the dentist. (laughs) So uh when I went my dentist, his name was Michael, Dr Michael Ellis um and I was just always scared, like kicking and screaming like I could never really get through my appointments because I would be kicking screaming crying um but one day um he actually you know like how dentists usually have like the treasure chest for for kids to get the toy after the appointment, so he let me get my toy before he started the appointment mm. so They kind of like, (laughs) they kind of calmed me down Um, and I chose like a little thing of uh, Play-Doh and he actually like took the Play-Doh and like sculpted a tooth out of it and I was like, oh that's so cool and like ever since then I was just like, yeah I'm going to be a dentist when I grow up and (laughs) it just, it stuck with me, it stuck with me since five years old all the way up until now, like I just knew that was the reason that I wanted to be a dentist.
0: Yo, and, and, it's interesting that you say that, man, because one of the things that a lot, a, a lot of colleagues and I have been talking about is how to make those impressions and how to infiltrate dentistry with people that look like us, right? Yes, sir. And, you know, there's, just, there's these discussions about, oh, you got to do it in college or oh, college is too late. You got to do it in high school. Oh, high school's too late. You got to do it in middle school. Uh... Okay, might be a little late. Got to do it in elementary school and for you it was 5 years old, which is kindergarten. Yes, <laughs> and yes, how sir. and how that experience just you know put an imprint on your brain, on your thought thought process as to, wow, this is cool. Uh I want to be whatever that guy is because of what he just showed me. And that has lasted <laughs> now uh, you know, 15 15 years if not more. So good thing I'm 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 glad you you actually shared that cuz th- that's a great reminder of the importance of how early certain impressions stick on us as individuals and and uh, the importance of making sure that people are exposed early to different career options but just to life at an early age. So uh glad yes. to hear that. So Let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the process of when you started <laughs> your applications. Uh, okay. So let's talk about that.
1: Um, I, well, I officially started the application uh, in May. Um, as far as like shadowing and things like that, that's uh, something I have been doing over time. So uh, like I started in undergrad and has just been casually building shadowing hours uh, throughout my time at Jackson State and uh, also at Mississippi College. Um, I started my personal statement, I would say, I think I started in around March. Um, so I started my personal statement um, because I knew that the soft opening was going to come up for the uh, application and I just wanted to have everything in so I could submit like as soon as possible. So I uh, got my personal statement, um, sent it to pretty much everybody, sent it to uh friends that were already dental students um a couple of my peers from mississippi college um even sent it to people who weren't um like stem majors i sent it to my friends that majored um, in english and undergrad um just to kind of get everybody's take on it to see like if everybody could you know pull something from it and be like oh yeah i, I really like your story mm-hmm. i really like how you worded everything so I just wanted as many opinions on it as I could get before I just actually finalized. it. Smart. So once I took everybody's input and I was like, okay, went in, made a couple changes, tweaked some things, made some things sound better. So that part was done. Um, so when the soft opening came in May, um, I already had my personal statement. Um, I went ahead and filled out all of the uh, the, achievements, uh, that type, the experiences and achievements and all that, then all my shadowing hours, um, all my like extracurriculars, uh, my service hours, all of that, um, and then my personal statement. And then after that, I just had basically uh, to send my transcripts, you know, that was pretty easy. I did that through the, uh, for Jackson State, I actually had to mail them, but for Mississippi College, I was able to send them electronically. Okay. Um, then after that, I basically just had to. My focus was strictly on DAT after that. So I submitted my app. I think it was like June 15th. Okay. Um, I had got all my letters in, my letters of recommendation. I uh, got two of my professors from Mississippi College, um, the oral surgeon that I shadowed, and um, one of my advisors from Jackson State, who uh, he's over one of our community service programs. And I got him to write me a letter. So I had four letters. Um, like I said, I submitted June fifteenth, and I took my DAT. I actually put it off. So <laughs> I was supposed to take it July third, and then I ended up taking it. Like I think it was August tenth. I ended up taking it.
0: So that's so, that's a great segue because because you know, lots of times people will um, not have everything together with their application because they are studying for the DAT, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh yes, sir. Uh, and that could be uh uh just the way that you've described your timeline, uh you know, it, it may not be as helpful to to, to wait until you like just to only study for the DAT and you not have your application uh items submitted and or already done. And and I just wanted to point out before we start talking about the DAT is is the fact that if you go back to your timeline, if we reverse engineer and go backwards, we'll see that you started way before May to get all of your application items done, right? Uh, You probably were working on your personal statement before May. You were definitely getting your letters of recommendation, at least requesting folks to uh to write something write a strong letter of yeah. recommendation on your behalf probably this probably goes back to early in the spring yeah. semester maybe yeah i i want to say i
1: asked for letters in like yeah like march or april is when i like reached out to people and asked for letters
0: yeah and and i wanted to again to to mention that because for those of you that are listening and watching you know you have to intentionally set these deadlines or these targets so that you can get stuff done and not feel all overwhelmed or overwhelmed and trying to do everything at the last minute. Listen, from a person who's been a dentist almost 30 years, and I remember dental school and the applications are just outside of dental school. Getting things, waiting to the last minute to get things done. It's an adrenaline push. It may seem fun. But it ain't fun. <laughs> it's not fun. So if you can structure, if you can structure and set your targets and give yourself uh, a specific, realistic time frame, that allows you to get the things done and work more efficiency. Uh, uh work with efficiency. I just wanted to state that uh, because once you did all of that, now you yep. had time for your DAT. And, yes, and that's the next thing we want to talk about, about how you prepared for the DAT, because as you are, are aware and people who are listening, who have either taken it or plan to take it. Yo, that's the that's the bugaboo right there. <laughs> it can be <laughs> the bugaboo, right? It can drive <laughs> you crazy yes, uh, with how to prepare and. And what to do? So, share with us a little bit about how you prepare for the DAT, and what was helpful for you.
1: Um, so I did. I used uh, DAT boot camp. Um, okay. I I bought it. I want to say I bought that in April. So I was I was really starting like everything like late March, early April, um, as far as my application process. So I got DAT boot camp. Um, but during all this time, I was still you know prepping for the application to open so of course I was still shadowing I was still you know tweaking my personal statement um and so that first like month I would say April I would just be going through like content review just making sure you know I had the basics down or anything that I needed to brush up on that you know I was reteaching it to myself Um, but once the once I submitted my application, it's like I had all that time to focus strictly on studying for the DAT. So it's like, although I had started, you know, going through doing content reviews, like I went back and started from block one, just like drilling questions. So like everything that I had reviewed, I just went back and would do the questions on it. So on DAT Bootcamp, they have a lot of practices um, but they have practice tests that are specific for that specific section. So, for example, like for biology, um, let's say I went through chapter one and two that day. Then I would just go back and drill those questions from chapter one and two, making sure that I'm getting the fundamentals, making sure I'm understanding how things are connected and clicking. So it was kind of like back to square one and just building building that foundation back up, so I could go into the test feeling prepared. Yeah. And, I would, oh, go ahead. I would say um, one thing that helped me also was the um, the destroyer books. I also use those.
0: Yeah, a lot of people have been that I've talked to over the years have uh, kind of been their own D A T chef in the sense that they take a little bit of boot camp, take a little bit of the destroyer, or take a little bit of of eye uh, uh, prep. You know, just depending on what section and the material that resonates with them and makes them, you know, be be able to really comprehend and apply the information. And that's key. So those that are listening and watching, it may not just be one prep course. It may be a combination of, of such. Yeah.
1: Definitely. And
0: yes, it can be, you know, in a, uh, it may seem expensive that you have to buy separate ones. But guess what? life is expensive you it is (laughs) and but you are worth it because you're investing in yourself so you got to do whatever it takes if it means you know getting three or borrowing some from someone or or other ways to prepare yourself for the dat because the dat matters hashtag dat matters
1: it does (laughs) it does i would say like with with uh with dat boot camp uh, like what I actually did, um, it's like, I don't, I don't know when, I think it's in the spring, but they'll usually like one time a year, they'll have like a, a huge discount. So it's usually like, I think like four or $500 in their range, but the discount drops it down to like three something. Um, and you can actually like purchase it then. And like you can email support. Or you can just um, go on DAT Bootcamp and, you know, chat with support and you can just tell them to pause your subscription until you're ready to use it. So that's what I did. Like I bought it, but I I knew I wasn't ready to just dive deep into my studying yet. So I just asked them to pause my account for like a week until I was able to like actually sit down and
0: study. Yeah. Well, shout out to Bootcamp and Destroyer. Uh, No, they are not a a sponsor of the video, (laughs) but they should be uh, (laughs) because uh it seems we have a lot of people that are on the on the uh, podcast that have uh shared some success uh with those platforms and in addition to other ones as well so you got your applications in start studying for the dat um how many times did you take the dat
1: once one and done
0: (laughs) <laughs> lucky well, you uh, lucky you i'm jealous and i'm sure there's some other people that are jealous too i didn't take it just once i think i took <laughs> it twice or three times sure um but that's good that's good so took that and now it's time to continue another part of your application which is uh really looking into what schools to apply to so let's talk about that what schools did you apply to or how many schools did you apply to more specifically? And why did you pick certain schools and you can name them if you want uh, or not, does make a difference, but we're more or less interested in on the process of you coming and developing your list of schools and the reasons why.
1: Okay, so um, I applied to four schools um, and I know like some people might be like, that's not many, but I'm a person and my friends will tell you, like, everybody will let you know, like, I do not like to waste money. <laughs> and I try to conserve <laughs> as much as I can. Right. So money, <laughs> money always, matters. Money matters. It does. It <laughs> does. So I only applied to schools that I knew for sure I could see myself going. Um, so mm. I applied to, uh, I applied to my in-state, which was um UMMC. Um, I applied to um, Harry and Howard because I went to the HBCU for undergrad. So. I know that, you know, I'm comfortable with that environment and I can thrive in that environment. Yep. Um, And I also applied to Tufts.
0: Mm, Tufts. Okay. And you know what? I think I may know why you applied to Tufts because there's a connection between Boston and Mississippi. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) This is the exact reason I applied. And my cousin, uh, he's a D4 there. So, oh, you know, who's your cousin? He's trying to. Uh, his name is Keith January.
0: Keith January. Well, Keith must be getting it in because I don't think I've I've met Keith. I probably met. <laughs> I think I've met everybody in his, in Keith's class except for Keith. Keith, he's a D four there at Tufts.
1: Yes, sir. It's so many of my classmates from like Mississippi College that went to Tufts or like that are there now. It is like this is really why I applied there. It's like well. know a lot of people from our master's program end up getting accepted there so i applied there and like they would have um representatives come talk to us or like um zoom us when the pandemic started so they were like kind of very hands-on with us and trying to get us to apply there so it's like why not
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so four schools and usually after you apply you kind of sit around and you wait you look so almost like you look out the window, you got your your thumbs twirling, <laughs> like, okay, what well, am I gonna get that letter? Am I gonna get an invitation? What's going on? Or are you looking on your email and you're like, Am I gonna <laughs> get that invitation? Like, what like what's going on? I get are, are they gonna interview me? So let's talk about your interviews and maybe some of the questions that were asked that were maybe you were surprised of or maybe didn't expect to uh, to be okay. asked.
1: Um so my first interview. So, I, like I said, I took my DAT uh, August 10th. Um, so, after it got finalized, finally <laughs> it got finalized. Like it, I think, like the 25th of August. So I was like, okay, now I just got to wait on invites. Yep. Uh, so, yep. my my first uh, interview was actually it was actually my only in person interview was at UMMC. Um, they did the multiple mini interview style. Mm. Um and I actually liked it like going into it I was like I don't know how this is going to be but I actually really liked it so so explain um,
0: explain to everyone what what that uh type of format is cuz some of us uh may not know what that is
1: Okay so uh like with us for example the day I interviewed um there were 20 people uh interviewing but they split us into two groups so we had group A and group B mm-hmm. Um I was in group B so While group A interviewed, they interviewed first, we toured the school while they interviewed and then we swapped. So we interviewed and then they toured the school. Um, But the way the interview was set up was, uh, it was like a hallway and there was 10 rooms, five on each side. Um, And you would stand in front of the door and it would be a prompt. Um, Prompt can really be anything. Like (laughs) it was um, the questions I would say, they weren't more so clinical based. They were more so kind of like ethical based like just trying to see who you are as a person and get a feel for your personality Um, so you have two minutes to read over the prompt um and just like get it good in your head and try to answer it and then you would they would uh say you can now enter the room and then you went in the room and you had eight minutes to interview basically Um, each room had two interviewers so there was 20 interview interviewers total wow so I like it because it was like, even if you think you may have did bad in one interview, it's like, okay, shake it off because I got another one right after this. So (laughs) it's like you had 10 chances to like sell yourself basically. So that's what I I really liked about it. And like uh, me, like it's crazy how like the world works because um, our interviewers um, were like, it was a lot like out of the 20 people, they could be alumni, Uh, faculty staff current students like you just never know so which is key
0: which is key for you all that are listening because everyone at the school whether you think or not everyone is involved in the process yes and one of the reasons why is because once you get in and you start your d1 year all the way for your fourth year you're going to be interacting with who everybody at the school right? Faculty, yes. alumni, other students, uh, uh, administrative folks, staff folks, clinical people, all of which are part of your, uh, over 1300, uh, days of dental school. It's probably more than that actually. Uh, was four, yeah, 14, yeah, over 1400 days of dental school. Um, so, uh, interesting. So that, I think that's one thing people need to understand too, that your interview starts not when you go upstairs to to the fourth floor, or yeah. or or when uh, uh the uh, the Zoom call uh part of the interview, which is you ask uh, entering um asking I mean answering <laughs> questions that are being asked. Your it starts from the beginning and it starts with everybody, everybody on the That's call. True. So you yeah, said that I you was were, like you like that I that was, style. Yeah,
1: I liked it because uh, like one of the dentists I shadow ended up being one of my interviews. Oh, and so oh, it was like <laughs> it was like you know, lucky, he lucky knew me. you. He already lucky knew my you. character, so it's like okay. Like yeah. I felt even more comfortable after that because I'm like okay, like somebody I know interviewed me. Yeah, you know, so
0: yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So that was UMMC. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about the rest of the interviews
1: that you had. Um, my second one was Howard. Um, so very, it was on Zoom. Uh, so very laid back. Um, I had three three interviewers, um, one faculty member, one alumni, and one current student. Um, pretty straightforward questions. Um, why dentistry? Why Howard? Uh, how would I feel? relocating from the south like uh, all the way up to Washington DC. Um and basically nope, like No problem. I'm ready to go. <laughs> basically. DC?
0: Are you kidding me? Uh can I come? Can I start tomorrow? Right.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was very uh very like I said, very laid back, very chill. Uh I didn't feel like nervous or anything. Um they were very welcoming. So it Just kind of felt like it was just a conversation. They just wanted to get to know me. And then my third interview, which was Mahari. Um, so I interviewed two separate days uh, with two different faculty members, um, but same, uh, very laid back and chill. They just wanted to get that that feel of your personality and see who you are as a person. Um, generally, almost the same questions: just why dentistry, why Mahari, um, what specifically about Mahari? You know. Uh, made you apply here things like that it wasn't just and like well I'll say this to people because I know me going into the interview the interview process like a lot of people even though they shadow they might not you know be as experienced on the clinical side of the industry to you know be able to answer those questions Uh, and me going in like I was like okay I have a little bit of clinical experience from shadowing but you know I don't know everything Mm -hmm. and you know I I don't know if they're going to ask me a clinical question and I don't know it and it's just like but no, like I could say like, I, I don't even remember getting any clinical questions, the whole interview process. Like it's yeah. just, they really just want to see who you are as a person, yeah. and, like just get a feel for you.
0: If, if anything, they may ask you about your shadowing experiences Yeah, and, you know, share with us one thing uh, that you really liked during your experiences and shadowing in people's offices, right? And that's great. That's a great segue to just kind of show your enthusiasm, show uh, your love for dentistry. What about dentistry that maybe uh, keeps you wanting to explore more and more, all based on what you saw uh, in a particular treatment or that day that you were shadowing. So um, for those of y'all that are listening and watching, you know, find something about your shadowing experience that really you can talk passionately about in your interview if and when definitely that question comes up right not only will it demonstrate that you actually did your shadowing (laughs)
1: but yeah because they will look (laughs) oh yeah they will
0: look they will look but (laughs) and if they're and even if they're not questioning your shadowing this question that i just stated may come up as a way for them to gauge whether or not you really did it or was it beneficial or was it helpful? You know, and again, just to get to know a little bit more about you and, and you know, how you present yourself, but also how you're able to communicate and articulate that experience because dentistry is more than just being a technician. It's also about relationships and communication with people that really are strangers. They don't know you, you don't know them, um, but you're looking to to help them and be there, what I say, be there, or a health consultant. You know, that's yes, your sir. job, that's your role, dentist, teacher, or health consultant. So uh, there you go. All right, so good. Four programs, got three interviews, and... Uh, You're left out of the interviews feeling good, feeling comfortable, uh, feeling rele- uh, uh, relieved, I'm sure. Yeah. I
1: walked yeah. out of, like, at UOc. I walked out of my interview smiling. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just felt great about it. Like, it was just, like I That's said, it good. was my only in-person interview, and it was my first one. So it kind of set the tone for the, tone. the rest of my interviews.
0: Yep, yep. So you had your interviews, and then comes a the time where – not only do you get some acceptances, but you also have to make some decisions. (laughs) So share with us um, the process that you went through to now put together these acceptances that you have and make a decision as to where you're gonna go and and be part of and matriculate in the class of 2026. Tell us a little bit more about that process.
1: Uh, so personally, like, okay, so early 2021, unfortunately, my mom passed. So that also played a factor in my decision. Wow. So yeah, that, I didn't want to be too far away from home. Like, and my little sister, she just, she's a freshman in high school. She just started high school. This is her first year. So I didn't want to be, you know, too far away. Um, so I kind of, that, that reason alone kind of ruled out Howard. So It came down to UNC and Meharry, and it was kind of, it was a hard decision, Uh, (laughs) because Meharry had been my dream school um, as a teenager, and then, like, when I got to undergrad, I went to Impressions Day at UNC, I was hooked on UNC, so it was was really, like, I was torn in between the two. Um, I would say I started looking into, uh, like, more involvement in the community and things like that um and tuition of course uh just all the different uh things that i want to factor in before making my decision um UMC has the uh, they have cheaper tuition because i mean i am in state uh but it, it is generally cheaper in general so <laughs> so that was uh, one of the uh, reasons um also like i said i didn't want to be too far away from my little sister right um, and also they have um they don't have many residency programs i think they only have like two or three so like all of the complex cases that come in they get to go straight to students like they don't have to go to residence and then get referred to students like students are doing those uh complicated cases they're doing implants uh they're doing molar endo and all of this so it's like i kind of wanted to get the most bang for my book if that makes sense yeah so i wanted to come out of school feeling as prepared as i could yeah. And they also have the um, a nonprofit called the Jackson Free Clinic, um, which is a student-led organization. Um, they have a um, well, UMC in general. They have a med school, nursing school, dental school, all that. So right. uh, Jackson Free Clinic, it has a, a medical side, a yep. dental side, yep. a pharmacy. I think pharmacy. it has like psych- psychiatric. Too. Yep, yeah, Probably uh, has behavior
0: awesome. behavior health, mental health. Yep.
1: Yes, sir. And it's all student led. And that was something that stood out to me as well, because uh, it's like, you know, it's for people that uh, are uninsured. So it's yep. like, you know, that's a way you can provide for the communities on weekends. And they also have um, every spring. I don't know how long it's been going on, but every spring they have what they call dental mission, dental mission week. I think I'm saying it right, dental yeah. mission week uh, where they take a week off of classes like they take the whole week off of classes and just strictly uh, provide services for the community.
0: Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. yeah. And that usually will lead to some great experiences as a dental student as well, being able to go over and provide services and learn. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I, I also knew like coming fresh out of school, I knew like I would still probably be in Mississippi Uh, as far as, you know, when I first, first getting my feet wet, first yeah. getting out there in the field. Yep. So I also wanted to be here so I can build that network with the dentists that are in the area or surrounded area, you know, so I can have people and mentors to reach out to.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure your your first mentor at five years old, Dr. Mike Ellis, <laughs> is uh, uh, you'll be able to continue to network with him. Yeah. and he uh, went to UNC. so <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there yes, you <laughs> go. Uh, you mentioned tuition. What's tuition at uh at uh Mississippi?
1: I think it's like uh I'm going to give you a rough est- a rough estimate but it's like I want to say let's say 150 mm-hmm. for all
0: four years. Oh. So Oh, did y'all hear that? Ding ding, <laughs> ding 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 150 for all four years. You do the math. Y'all do the math. Yeah. That's about 35 uh thousand a year for 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 four years. So Definitely a uh, part of the decision-making final Definitely. decision-making process.
1: <laughs> Definitely. That's I, I said. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Well, <laughs> well uh, your cousin Keith up there at, at, at Tufts, he, he not too happy because it's about 150 for <laughs> one year.
1: Yeah, but he got a scholarship. So I'm not sure, you know, how much he had in up paying. but yeah, once I saw that, I was like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, making the decision to go to dental school and which one to go to can be a hard process. Uh, uh, and you have to use the things like family and uh, uh, tuition and relocation and all of that as, as factors as well. Tell us what's been the hardest part about this process, the most challenging part and how you kind of work, th- work through it.
1: Um, personally, I would say my most challenging part was, okay, so I have two. (laughs) So the first one would be the DAT, because I mean, of course, any pre-dent trying to become a dentist, you know, that's something you're going to have to conquer at at some point. Yeah. So it was just, you know, days that I felt like I had it, like, okay, I understand this. And then the next day I'm going to be like, what did I just learn? Like... (laughs) I don't know what this is. So I would say like but I had the luxury of not being in school while I studied for the DAT. Oh, so say kind that of...
0: again. Please. Please, <laughs> please say that again. Especially yeah, for <laughs> all the people that are seniors right now and then been trying to been struggling with trying to balance the the two things, right? Finish fourth year of of of, of school. Apply to dental school, take the d a t get their applications, just yes, I'm sorry, go just say that again <laughs> so uh,
1: in a perfect world, you know people would say, you know when you study for the d a t they recommend you not be like in in school like in your semester or working so <laughs> so what I did, I was just uh I was shadowing and studying at the same time. Uh, most of the time, so is I would say it. It was very beneficial in studying over the summer and not studying while in school because in school, not only are you worried and stressing about the DAT and learning all this, but you also have regular classes that you have to study for exams, so final exams, and you got to keep those grades up so you know you can make sure you your, your GPA is right. So it's just it's stressful. Studying is stressful for the DAT in general. So it's so- it's.
0: But, but let me ask you this. I know you, you mentioned that you did, you got your MS in biological sciences. Were you studying for the DAT at the same time you were doing your master's work or did you finish your master's work and say, all right, boom, I got this. I got this background, uh, this, you know, so- enhanced my science background. Now I'm going to just continue with my application more specifically. Knockout preparation for DAT. What I I, I missed that.
1: Okay, so uh, I actually so I was going to take the DAT last summer. Okay, uh, but I didn't start studying until July, and gotcha. then school rolled around in August, yeah. and I was taking I was taking gross anatomy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I said yeah, I'm just going to wait till I'm out of school to yep. study for this because gross anatomy in itself is a whole another beast. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait. So I graduated uh, in December of 2020 with my master's, and so that's okay. why I took that spring semester to start. Ah, uh, uh, I got you.
0: Stuff. I got you. So that makes sense now when you say, you know, the hardest part was studying to, for the DAT, but the advantage was that you weren't in school. Yes, sir. Because you had finished in December, and then 21 rolled around. You started getting your application stuff together. And then you started with the DAT in March, April, yes, and sir. had that whole period of time to, to uh, do your process. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, wh- what else? Anything you, you said? There were two things about the hardest part, most challenging. What's the okay, second Okay, so thing?
1: so like I said, uh, the DAT uh, and waiting. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, I'm a person that. I over, I tend to overthink a lot, so it's like, like I said, I had all of my, uh, I interviewed for uh, UMC and Howard in October, and I interviewed for Harry in November. So it's like after those interviews, it's like, okay, I need December first to come around, so right. you know I can at least know something. It's just like, well, what if I don't hear anything? But what if I do hear? It? Like it's just like a lot of back and forth, like like I said, I I tend to overthink a lot, so waiting was kind of hard for me, but, I mean, it paid off. So
0: Yeah, so waiting. Yes, you all, you have to be patient. It's a process that requires not only preparation, but also patience. (laughs) (laughs) Patience. Patience. Uh, Also, this process can go much smoother if If people are given advice or have some tips that they can use as they navigate and go through this journey, what what are three or four tips that you have for pre-dental students Uh, knowing what you know now, what you've experienced, you know, what, what are those things that you would give as advice for students and anything that you would do different based on what you know as well?
1: Okay um so okay so the way I'll do it is I'll give y'all the advice as things I should have done (laughs) uh so in undergrad we uh at Jackson State we didn't have like a pre-dental society or everything like or anything like that we had like a pre-health society I think that was it so like we kind of were like on our own to figure out the process we didn't have anyone to like talk to us about it or explain the DAT or application process. Um, but luckily, uh, like I said, when I went to Impressions Day, I met one of my mentors, um, he he went to JSU. Um, and so I kind of had him to reach out to, and then like I said, my cousin, he's a D4, I had him to reach out to, he also went to Jackson State. So it's kind of like find a mentor, I would say, somebody in dental school so you know that they can kind of help you through that process because like, like you said, it is a process, and it is very time-consuming, and can be very hard if you're not knowing what you're doing. So, I would definitely say find somebody who has, who has been through the process, and who is now currently in dental school, so that they can, you know, that's give you, you the advice. That's gonna yeah. be you. So, so even if even if you guys want to reach out to me,
0: yeah. Even if, me,
1: even if it's someone at another school, I have friends that at all different schools, I can get you in contact with somebody um so just find a dental student somebody so it could be somebody that went to your school or it could be somebody that's at a dental school that you plan on going to yeah um and just you know hear their story hear how they got to where they are um they can give you any advice you need or anything like that
0: so oh, also I think you are now that that's a great idea and I think you have an opportunity to fill that gap that so that other students don't have that experience that you had at Jackson State, which is yeah, not that's having one of my a presenter. That's good, man. You can start yes, <laughs> an undergraduate SNDA chapter at Jackson State.
1: Well, I think I think now they have like uh, they have one uh, SNDA. I think it's for the whole city though. I think it's for all the schools in Jackson. It's something like that. I don't I don't know. I'm okay, not sure what it well that's is, that's even but, better. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean it could it's one chapter for all the five schools that are in undergraduate schools for students that are considering careers in dentistry. That's great. And you are now going to be that person.
1: Yes, sir. So, so I would good. definitely say, reach out to a, a current dental student. Um, they can answer. I'm pretty sure they can answer any question you have about the process, about the yep. Um, I would also say start shadowing now uh, because it can catch up to you. A lot of people try to like wait until You know, it's application time and it's like they're trying to cram all those shadowing hours in because schools, like depending on what school you go to, schools have different shadowing hour requirements. I know for UMC, we had to have, uh, usually before COVID, it was you had to have 100 hours with four different dentists. But I think uh, due to COVID, it's now like 70 hours, but it still has to be with four different dentists. So I still just tried to like go with the old standard, making sure I had 100 with four different dentists. Um But, yeah, um, and also, I would say, what uh, if you know like you have your dream school, start looking into those requirements so you can do that now, because that dream school may require a class that another school may not require. And you know they might already offer that class at your undergrad, so you can just take it before you graduate, and you won't have to worry about you know having to do a master's program if you don't really want to or if you if that's not something you saw yourself doing. I know me personally, I, I didn't want to go to grad school. I wanted to go straight into dental school. But when it got to senior year, I knew that I wasn't ready and I know I needed to sharpen my skills. So that's why I decided to do a master's. And that's um, a great
0: tip, man. That's a great tip. Uh that's a question that we hear all the time on the podcast or in my in my DMs and in my in my emails, like, you know, should I do a gap year? And I I always say, well maybe not necessarily a gap year, I wouldn't call it a gap year, but I would definitely call it a prep year where you can do a master's uh, and kind of get used to the load that you're getting ready to be confronted with when you start dental school, but also give you some more time to actually get your application together. Uh, And usually that preparation year that you have between undergrad and starting or applying dental school is intentionally, intentionally productive.
1: Yeah, because in in your like, depending on well, I'm sure any master's program you go to, they're going to is well. I know for I can only speak on Mississippi College, but like we took med level courses, we took classes yeah. that we were going to be taking in med school or dental school, dental school in general. So we were taking histo, neuro, gross anatomy and you're going to you're you're definitely going to have to study like i was always one of those people where i didn't have to study much and things just came to me so when i got to my master's program i thought like i could just you know go with that same thing yep it didn't work like nope. quickly i had to i had to readjust because like this is this is stuff you've either never seen before or it's stuff you've seen but now it's just way more complex so, <laughs> right it's deep <laughs> it's interstitial
0: yeah. layer deep <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes so it's like i said if you if you feel like you're not ready i would definitely recommend doing a master's program because like i said you will get used to the course load you're going to have your d1 year you will be taking similar courses so when you get to d1 year it's kind of just like a review for you like yep. you've already took you just taken it so now yep. you're just you know retaking it again so
0: and you I want would definitely recommend. and you definitely want any and all advantages on your side when you start in August of your D1 year. Yes, sir. Because, guess what, you all, everybody start, we all started with a 4.0. Now it's your job to maintain it. And it starts mm. that D1 year. So if you got any advantage, take it, take it. And I also wanted to, to share uh, and add to your comment about the master's program. Your program that you did is one of several that has a very high uh, placement rate of those that have finished those those programs, go right into med school, go right into dental schools. And there are some dental schools like Tufts, like MMC, uh, and probably some, some other ones that routinely accept students that have, or candidates that have completed the master's program, uh, either uh, there's, Uh, your program and then there's another one a lot of students have gone and have been very successful in their pathway to dental school down in in uh miami barry barry yeah Barry. another one another one so uh write this down take a note take a picture of it do whatever you got to do this is that's a tip that's a great tip look at not don't look at it as a gap year but look at it as a preparation year that's going to help you not only prepare for dental school but also enhance your candidacy as you're applying to dental school as well. Last tip, anything yeah. else?
1: Um, I would say find a dentist to, in your, well, it can be in your area, it could be in your hometown, because when you apply, you're gonna, well, most schools are gonna require you to have a letter of recommendation from a dentist that you shadowed. So being able to find their dentist and get in contact with their dentist you know there's somebody you can shadow there's somebody that can write your letter there's somebody that can serve as a mentor to you can just you know answer any questions you have because they've also been through the process because yep. they're, i mean they're now a dentist so i would just say find a dentist it could be your dentist it could be any dentist uh i think uh i think on ada you can go on there and just uh like type in your location and it'll show you like all the dentists in your area that are like yeah. ADA certified. As, as long
0: as as long as your dentist is an ada member yeah yeah, if if she or he is not an ADA member, they they are not in that date, that specific database. Um, but that's a those are some great tips, man. And the last one about finding a dentist in your hometown, I like I like the three the the three things you said. Um, you pretty much when you do that, you get a three for one, because that person can serve as a mentor. That person can serve as someone who can write a letter of recommendation for you. uh, But also that person will be one that you can shadow. Three. Just like the three acceptances that you had, right? (laughs) sir. three is the magic number, guys. Three is the magic number for today's episode. And, And man, thank you so much for all your time. What's the best way to contact you if people have questions?
1: Um, you guys can, uh, reach me on any of my social media handles. Uh, my, it's just the uh, my Instagram, my Twitter, Facebook, uh, anything, uh, just send me a DM. I promise I'll get to you. Um,
0: right up there. Check and, it out. Right there.
1: Right there. <laughs> and like I said, um, if, if you guys have, um, any questions regarding another school? Like, like I said, I have a lot of friends at all different schools, all different dental schools. We got friends at Howard, Meharry, Tufts, you name it. I probably got a friend there. So, just let me know. I can get you in contact with somebody there. They can give you, you know, a better view on it because they go there.
0: So, just yep. let me know. There you go, guys. You have been uh, given your marching papers to successfully get into dental school with all these tips, all this information. It means nothing if you don't use it. It means nothing if you don't apply and you don't have a target and you are not intentional in getting into dental school. Student doctor, dear Eris, thank you so much, brother. So proud of you. Congratulations. Welcome to dentistry. (laughs) Uh, and, And you have achieved this step.
1: But yes, you sir. know,
0: there's some more steps coming and we yes, definitely sir. are looking forward to, to following in your journey to dental school. Uh, hopefully you guys check out these next videos here and hopefully they will help you with your journey as well. And that's our time. Love, peace, and smile. We'll <laughs> see you guys on the next video. <laughs> hey, I hope you guys liked that episode. There's more more to listen to, and more to learn from. Make sure you subscribe and tune in at the next, next episode. Peace.